Welcome to To The Bottom Music Podcast. I am Eric. I'm Mike. And we are here at Dirty Nelly's. In beautiful downtown Palatine, Illinois. To celebrate the record release of the Plain White Tees, self-titled. And tonight we'll be hanging out backstage all night talking to some very special people. It's going to be amazing. Stick around. To The Bottom Music Podcast. But bam Yeah. <laughs> Well, we have a very special guest with us, Mr. Sean Davis. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. What's up, guys? How are you? I'm good. It's so nice that you accepted my invite and came tonight. Yeah, I was like, you son that. of a bitch, you're coming. Because <laughs> if you said no, we were probably going to drive this thing and come, you know, do one of those duct tape you and bring you in here. Yeah, yeah. Y- yank me out of my house, yeah. or drive it straight into your living room, you know, <laughs> yeah. right through the wall. I mean, why not? Yeah. Do a little Mr. Kool Aid. We'll man. do what we got to do to get you your ass in here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, fill us in a little bit what you do when you're not playing kick-ass drums. Yeah. So, I was a full-time musician for the longest time. And then, once I kind of got out of that, like, basically got into technology. You know, starting in sixth grade, I actually did sound engineering. So, in sixth grade, I was doing, like, sound for the high school, like, musicals and plays and all that. And I really got into it. So, I was doing all that. So, once I kind of made my transition from full-time music to tech... You know, I got into like corporate IT consulting, so I had a lot of big clients and I was working on like internet security and all that. And I was kind of trying to figure out like what type of technology would I like to do and wouldn't be outsourced like yeah. overseas somewhere. And I realized like internet security, I think, is going to be a big yeah, thing. Yeah. And that was before all the big data breaches happened. So yeah. basically went to uh, Illinois Tech, got my master's. Went through all digital forensics, like security, penetration testing, like all this stuff. And I got in at the perfect time. It felt like as soon as I got in there, all of a sudden everyone was getting breached. So, yeah, I went to a a security conference and I did a thing on cloud forensics. So I did a whole presentation. When I got done, there were these two dudes in suits. And they're like, we're with the FBI. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, we'd like you to do a project for us. And I'm like, all right, great. So, you know, I worked on that and basically went to the Regional Computer Forensics Laboratory in Chicago. And they had all these special agents and examiners, like a deputy director was in there. Don't don't violate any uh, national security. Yeah, no, I'll be cool. Okay, okay. Like, just... like feds, like, breaking into, yeah, yeah. Yeah. into the trailer, like, yeah, yanking we me out. Right we're just trying to make some music in a podcast, bro. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, you know, yeah, I basically, like, did all this research for them. And, you know, I broke my presentation into seven parts. And after each part, I'd ask, like, oh, does anyone have any questions? It was like, nothing. Dead silence. I'm like, wow. I am either really sucking at this or, like, <laughs> no one has any idea what the hell I'm talking about. And I got to the end, and I'm like, all right, well, does anyone have any questions? They listened to every word I said. Like, I had probably an hour's worth of questions. Wow. Like, I have this terrorism case, and I have this. And yeah. Like, what would you do for it? So, so yeah, you're, like, was- solving all these incredibly difficult problems – yeah, and like, I mean, I wouldn't even know where to start with. All yeah, that. <laughs> that's freaking crazy. So, and that's very much like part of your life right now, right? That's like what you do every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually like, I was recruited to like apply for the FBI, and I got like halfway through the process, and I realized like there was no way I was going to pass the physical fitness test. So I had to join a crazy CrossFit gym just so I could actually like <laughs> pass this test. Nice. And when I was about to go a little bit further, like they say, you know, you have to sign a worldwide mobility agreement. So I was like, well, like my wife and I didn't really want to move like 
you know, yeah. all over the place forever. So the law firm that I'm at now, like they had a posting for an investigator, but it was on the civil side. I'm like, oh, this would be great. I can stay in Chicago. Like, so I'm in charge of all the investigations that happened at this firm. I've been there for 10 years and that kind of brings me to right now. Nice. I mean, that is like, how much stress does that put on you? Is it very stressful to like take in that much information and have to like answer to people? Yeah, it's stressful just because you can't ever be wrong. I mean, right. we're filing like crazy cases. Facts. Yeah. yeah, like the Facebook case when almost everybody in Illinois got $400. You know, that was one of my first cases at the firm. So I figured out that Facebook basically had the world's largest facial recognition database. So an attorney and I like worked on that case and it was filed and it took like seven years. And I mean, you have to be dead on when you're doing this, you yeah, know, and yeah. I'll, I'll do expert witness work. Like I testified in a, a federal trial, like it was a jury trial, it was in Oregon and I was on the stand for three days Wow! and that was for robocallers and like, what robocaller thinks that a jury is going to side with them? I don't know. Like, yeah. Everyone hates <laughs> robocalls. But it was kind of like a bet the company case. Like they said, you know, if the jury like believes you with all of your evidence, like this could be almost a billion dollar case. Like no pressure. So I mean, they were coming at me hard. Yeah. And at the end of the three days, we got a got a jury verdict that was one of the largest privacy verdicts in history. It was nine hundred twenty five million dollars. Wow. And it was nuts. And yeah, like I had to be completely accurate, you know, go through all of the evidence. And yeah, that, that was a little stressful. Yeah, yeah I, I, would, I would say so. Well, during you doing this over the 10 years and stuff, but you've also been an active drummer. Yep. What, what was this I saw the other day? You were hanging out with a bunch of drummer dudes and you guys were out. Was that like a bunch of guys that you were in like a drum circle type of thing with? So that was, so I did my undergrad in music performance. Yeah. And that was at Northern Illinois University. So every year there's the Percussive Arts Society International Convention. Sorry to call it a drum circle, by the way. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. Yeah. It's basically You're just like, like <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like a four day long kind of drum clinic a thon. I'm not like, spying on you or anything. I just thought I'm like, this son of a bitch is out playing drums. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got to see like Matt Cameron and Matt Chamberlain. Oh nice, and, nice. Yeah, it was awesome. So they have like night concerts. So all the dudes I was hanging out with were like my undergrad buddies. Like, did you get to play at all or no? Nope, just watching. Huh? Yeah, it was super cool. Well, we got a little thing going. We're getting to writing some tunes, but like we've already been screwing around a little bit. And uh, what what would you say? What would you say is the most exciting part about making new music now? I would say for me. So, and just a little backstory too. You know, I was one of the original drummers in the Dog and everything. And, you know, tonight coming to the show, like I realized I had never seen them play without me. Oh, so yeah, yeah. That was super surreal, sure. you know, like watching that and just kind of getting that vibe of, you know, seeing people play original music and remembering when you were doing that. So, yeah. I mean, for me, like music wise, like I mainly play like jobbing gigs, yeah. you know, so I'll play like festivals or things like that or sometimes i might play like an orchestra gig i played in musicals like i'll do jazz stuff but you know it's like all standard tunes like can you read music yep Fuck yeah i'm a, hey, dude. I'm a real yeah, pro over here i'm a big reader so yeah. like a lot of these gigs they just give me a big you know binder of charts yeah and i just the bible read, yeah i just yeah. read charts for like three hours so i don't know i could never do that so for me you know it's like yeah, it's like the jobbing thing. And I'm excited about this project with you guys because, like, I want to play original music again, you know? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. And 
it's awesome. Like seeing a crowd, like singing your tunes and getting into it and just like having the emotion. Like, yeah, that's what I want to do again. Yeah, just cre- keep creating, you know, and it's like, even if like it's, you put out one record or five songs or something or whatever, it's just about like, there's such a vibe of like the old times we all played together and it was so fun. That's why tonight was so special. Like seeing the T's play all that we needed front to back was like, you know, like whoever was in that crowd tonight, they walked out of here tonight going like, holy shit, especially this guy over here. I don't know what was up your <laughs> ass, but like you were on fire, dude. On fire. That's not my ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, you know, I was uh, playing all the old tunes. I was like, really, uh, you know, having fun. Yeah, I mean, a show. I mean, and you, the crowd was incredible. Uh, you know, yeah, just yeah. and it, you know, playing with One Life and the dog and everything. I was like, this is a great fucking night. Yeah, it was a really special show for sure. Yeah, it was awesome just seeing everybody. All right, well, thank you for uh, coming on. Filling us in on your crazy ass life that sounds so stressful, it just makes me want to pull my hair out right now. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Well, we have Pat Gilroy from One Life joining us on the new, it's not the bus anymore, so it's the uh, new uh, home of To The Bottom Music Podcast. Yeah. The yeah. shitty mouse-infested travel trailer. Yeah, I think Fireside Bowl. I think, That's right. I think it's beautiful. Thank you. How did it feel? You just got off stage with me. Um, I think that was one of the best One Life shows in uh, the history of the band. So I would agree with you. I would also agree. Fucking, you guys killed it. Yeah, felt good up there. Yeah. yeah, it was like a really good energy. Everyone in the crowd was so freaking like welcoming. I thought it was great. It was a very good response, yes. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, it's always nice to soak up the energy of everyone, you know, in the crowd that, you know, everyone was enjoying themselves and it just felt good, you know, felt really yeah. good to be I up think, there. I think you made new fans tonight, like, big time. Yeah. Well, thank you. So I was in the crowd and, and a lot of people were like, oh, man, wow, these guys are actually good. Who are, you know, yeah. like they, you know. We uh we only really had one rehearsal with our fill-in drummer Mark, who did a excellent job. He was so. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, we can't thank him enough. We have a new record coming out. I'm not really sure exactly on a release date, but it's going to be coming out on Humans Were Here, which is Tom's label, Tom yes. Higginson from the Plain White Tees. Yes. Um, and uh, what can we say? We are we ever going to put out this video? Do you think <clears throat> we're going to drop the video? We're going to drop the record. We're going to put out a actual record, vinyl. Per Mr. Higginson's request. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, make sure to get me one of those. Yeah, I'll we'll make sure we it. get. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Forty nine ninety nine. Okay. How good did it feel tonight, though, to play with everybody for the first time in like twenty years as like a group? I mean, I like playing YTs, dog and yeah, everything. Yeah, dog and everything. Yeah, like we haven't been in the same room with each other on the same bill for over twenty yeah, years. No you guys realize yeah. that? Yeah. It felt fucking awesome. It's funny. I was I was thinking, you know. Just walking through the venue, I was like, how is it that, like, you know, our friends from fucking 20-plus years ago are, like, the best fucking musicians and, like, the best bands, you know what I mean? Like, that are also, like, our friends. Yeah. How How, did we get so lucky to be, like, hang out with each other on a normal day and also be in bands together and still be doing this 20 years later? Well, I mean... We were also a scene, so I think we we thought each other were amazing. Other people <laughs> might not also think that we're. We, well, of course, we no, thought well, we were. You, know, you you mean wrong people? Yeah, maybe. 
Well, we're still really enjoying doing it, and it's more exciting now than it was, I think, 20 years ago, to be honest with you. Because now there's no expectations. It's just having fun and seeing our friends and playing good music. and Yeah. And Mueller wears sweatpants on stage. It's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah <laughs> we don't have to wear tight jeans anymore, you know. And Let it all hang out. You don't even have to pay extra to see that. You know? No, no, not at all. It's included in I the I mean, I do. Ticket. He makes me pay, but... <laughs> Well, anyways, all right. Well, Pat, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. We uh, we can't wait to get the rest of the band in here. I don't know what they're doing. We'll <laughs> get to it. Who knows what Mueller's doing? I don't even want to go there. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. All right. So we're going to welcome Mark Essis from... Uh, oh my god, too many things. Uh, let's let's say For the Fallen Dreams. Okay. Night Spice. Ooh, yeah, that's more. I mean, come on, Night yeah. Spice. Uh, Gold House, Flowers for Dorian, One Life. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on. This guy, we're singing to each other on stage like we've known each other for years. It was romantic. I loved it. Was. It. Yeah. it was. Yeah. Great it was, job, dude. Thanks again for I mean, we loved every moment of it. So crazy, man. I've I've played over a thousand shows easily, and that was definitely top ten uh, and like the most wow. fun I've ever had. Really? Yeah. Oh shit! Well, you, I mean, you looked like you were having a fucking oh, blast. Up he there. was, dude. <laughs> and you hit so fucking hard, I'm deaf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's something about like putting in work and then watching your work like yeah. show itself. Yeah. Like I haven't I haven't slept in like three days because <laughs> i've just wanted to make sure i mean that, dude this is this was pretty short notice right it wasn't at all oh but i'm like a next man up kind of guy yeah where i'm always like working on this right and then right. i'm working on the next thing gotcha and it just it came up quick it came because you guys you know you weren't rehearsing three months ago is kind of what i was getting no at. we we okay so when it comes to that we a week two not even mm-hmm like two weeks sorry yeah. i was taking a sip of my yeah so fake beer here just um, kind of you know balls to the wall learn all the fucking material and then practice your ass off yeah but i gotta say you you killed it man it thank was, you man yeah i mean like uh i can't even imagine like i said i it's hard enough if i fill in for a guitar player but like drums i feel like are a whole different thing it's just like it's so much more on your shoulders to to especially when there's a lot of parts i've always thought of the drummer as like the backbone obviously yeah. like you, if the drummer's off, you sound like crap. Yeah, we're screwed. <laughs> You're screwed. Yeah, yeah. screwed. Yeah. You're screwed. Guitarist hits like a wrong note. The sound guy can turn that down a little bit. I mean, he or... worked. Dude. He went home. He went last night after practice. He went and checked out the Bulls because he got season tickets, right? Yeah. Which, oh, hey. Nice. And then he goes and he sets up all the click track stuff and everything. And he was probably up all night, right? Uh, yeah. I, I Literally. I uh, So... I went back to the practice space. I set up all the click tracks, and then I ran through the set twice. Damn. Yeah. And then by the time I was done, I had to leave for a DJ set this morning. Wow. So what are you DJing at 6 in the morning? Uh, a tr Like a, a trail race. Really? Like, like oh, a 30, cool. Like 30K, 15K, 5K. Wow. Yeah, it was it was, it was <laughs> super cool. Um, I'm, I'm part of like a bunch of Jeep groups. I, you know, yeah. And, you know, uh, and somebody, I wouldn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this one guy just posted, hey, like any of my Jeep lovers out there happen to be a DJ? And I hit him up right away. And he was just like, oh, man, I know who you are. You're a great drummer. He's like, you're a DJ? And I was like, yeah. He's like, all right. Booked. Oh, yeah. Wow. Dude, fuck yeah. Uh, Tell us about like your most recent, like the band that's your band that you're going to be jamming with the most. Hopefully, so, hopefully. So, uh, so One Life's going to play some more shows. Yeah, We're yeah. going to play some more shows. Uh, but For the Fallen Dreams 
and Night Spice are my main two projects. Um, and where can we find those? Everywhere. Okay. Like, legit. is it just like nightspice.com or? I mean, you uh, Night Spice Music on Instagram. Uh, Night Spice is on Spotify. We we have just uh, released the new full length album. Did you? Yeah. We're, we're about How to, did I fucking we're, pass the buck on that one? Oh Shit. my! Uh, Welcome to Miami Two After Dark. Okay. Uh, it's uh, honestly, it's probably one of my most proud records. Yeah. Yeah. It just it it came together real fast, um, and. I'm normally like balls to the wall, overplaying, doing too much. And on this record, it was just all about the songs, just making sure that the parts fit. Yeah. yeah. The craft. Um, Kevin Singleton, you know, he, he uh, Kevin's he's, the shit. He, he's the best. He honestly, he's one of my best friends. Um, you know, him, <laughs> him and I will we'll argue with each other to the death, but he, he's, he's, he's one of my favorite dudes. And, uh, Intimidating as fuck too. Yeah, he's yeah. A, but the nicest he's, guy he's in the world. He's a teddy bear though. But like when, when he's set on something, he's very, he's very, very yeah. set on it. Nice. So, but I love that. Yeah. Because he's so talented, and it's just like we're about to. I'm about to go into the studio in like two weeks and record another like seven or eight songs. Well, yeah. We just re we just released an yeah. album like yeah. two months ago. Badass. Yeah. Are you so you're gonna DJ the set after the after party tonight, huh? What are you I gonna should. spin out there? Man, just a bunch of You're not gonna do like boys to men and all that kind of stuff, are you? I mean you should. I might play a boys to men song. No, no, I, I'm your like top forty with a couple of deep cuts. Like, you know, I, I love just the the two thousands hip hop bangers. The ones where yeah. you know, you're you're I mean, I'll name a few, but like, all I do is win. You know, turn down for what? Like yeah. the ones that get the people, yeah. that get the people dancing. And then, I love house music. I love house music. I just, mean, kind of who doesn't? Just, just four on the floor, one twenty yeah. to one thirty BPM. Just melody, just, just great. I love that kind of stuff. So my DJ set for the for the trail race today was cool because I did oldies, I did country, I did house, I did some hip hop, and I went seven hours without playing one single explicit song <laughs> well you're not gonna get that around here that's for sure no, <laughs> so my fuck shit fuck yeah <laughs> my, fir my first song is gonna be a fucking f-bomb right away <laughs> I'm, I'm, i might I'm, i might go up and be like what the fuck is up motherfuckers my you should get the crowd yeah, going I mean, you know yeah, what what <laughs> <laughs> uh, um do you have a personal website or anything where anyone can find my man i do markesses.com all right there you go m-a-r-c-e-s-s-e-s.com all right dude thank you so much for being on the show and one of these days we're going to have you on for a fuller longer length and we can talk more in depth about your music career i love that thank you so much for having me dude, yeah, dude thank you dan monahan everybody from the dog hi and everybody everything. hey what a fucking great night, and how do you, how are you still that fucking great? Uh, well, you know, you don't have to say it like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, nobody expected it. <laughs> um, I mean, I, we thought you were going to bomb, to be honest. <laughs> no, I really appreciate you saying that. Uh, I don't know. I was told once to always keep your uh, feet close to the fire. Keep, it, uh, keep your talent close to your vest, because you never know when you need it. I get so fucking jealous watching you play guitar. Like oh. you just like are so fluid and smooth, and it's like never miss a beat. I don't ever see you. I don't think I've ever seen you play a wrong chord. Uh, I have, but I know how to cover it up. Okay, well, 
I'm a pretty good watcher. <laughs> and I've, I've really never seen you fuck up, but that's oh, cool. Was that the uh, the squire you were? It was. It was the squire. Sounded great. Looked you great. Know, and did for, he did he convince you to buy that? No, no. For he, all you all your listeners, here's the thing. I've had a few guitars in my life. They've been great. Fender guitars, awesome, expensive guitars. And then recently, for these uh, kind of comeback shows, I went to Guitar Center and I saw something that called to me. And this thing is beautiful. I pick it up, I play it, and I'm like, this is amazing. And I look at the headstock. Squire. And I literally was like, oh, no. I think this is like my first guitar kind of a thing. People yeah, get right. a Squire. You get a Squire for your kids maybe? You know? Right, right. It's like I can't buy a kid's guitar and one of my things, you know. But um, I confirmed with a few other people and then talked to Mike. I was I was talking to him like, dude, I bought a Squire. Is that okay? Like, yeah. is, and he, honestly, I think by by suggesting, by by asking about Squire, I think he bought immediately three more Squires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No joke. Fucking that day, I was like, <laughs> we were hanging out while we were yeah, walking. Yeah, he's see. like, look at this one. Yeah, he's trying to get me to get one. I was like, are you sure Squire is okay? He's like, no, it's different now. Yeah. Twenty like, twenty years ago, no good. Right. Well, maybe, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, well, it's fine if you, you know, fucked with it a little bit, yeah. Like, you can get the the starter pack Squire that maybe isn't so great, that has, like, the the bottom of the barrel, sure. cheapest stuff, and is really kind of made for, like, you know, students, um, people just starting out. But then you move up a couple notches, and they make amazing stuff. Sure. And, yeah, you know, it's really come around. Is the dog and everything really back? No, we are really back. You're really back. Yeah, you know. Thank fucking, thank you. Well, you're very welcome. I'm. We're very excited, and it's it's the thing where did we just kind of took a break? Maybe we never said it. You know, just kind of like life and stuff, yeah. and then you pick it up. I think it it's good up. that we all took a break here and there, except for these guys over here. But that's another story. Well, they've been towing the line, dude. Yeah, they've been towing the line. Someone had to tow the line. But I mean, I mean, like, you know, we played so much in Chicago for so many years, mm -hmm. when we, and we overplayed ourselves, you know? Sure. Uh, in a way. And I think it's good that we kind of, like, took a break and did other things, and now we're back, and I think it's, like, so fucking magical. Oh, yeah. It's even more special than it was then, I feel, to be honest with you. Yeah. So what's next for the dog and everything? Um, we have a show. Are you crying? No. You look like you're crying. <laughs> no, I'm just tired. I'm crying. I'm crying. It was okay. crying. Um, that story about the squires. We got. Me. <laughs> oh, man. We've got a show on uh, December 29th at the Beat Kitchen. That's what's coming up next. Okay. Acoustic show, holiday show. You know why he's telling us? Because he's like, these guys aren't going to put this fucking podcast out. No. <laughs> now you have to. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> You, 20, just, you just forced our hand on that one. 29th, right. Bead Kitchen, um, Treat of Paris, and AM Taxi. Oh. Fantastic. So now. Great fucking line. Now we have to put it out. Yep, there you go. So yeah, it's going to be a great show. Uh, yeah, we've recorded some new music. Got a new song coming out in the coming month before the new year. Okay. A video. All right. And so yeah, we're, we're back. And we got, you know, all sorts of other starter songs in the bag. So I think we're going to start doing like EPs and stuff like that. You know, over time. Yeah. The modern approach. Was that new T-shirts out there? I saw. Yeah. How could we get some of those? I mean, you'd ask me. Okay. You don't. You're not selling them on the old website or nothing um, like that. You know that? what? I think we have for our listeners. You know. Yeah. You know what? If you hit us up on Instagram right now, we'll, we'll, we're going to get a store up. Okay. So cool. thank you for that. Yes. So dog and everything. Dot com. Is there a dot com? Um. To be honest, I'd have to ask Augie. Oh yeah. There's an Instagram. So go we to that. You should always What's ask Augie. Yeah. Is it just the dog? The and dog everything? and everything. 
Okay. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Facebook, Instagram. Well, thank you so much for oh. taking five minutes. Yeah. This Finally. Week. When I walked in, I was like, shit, I'm about to talk for 45 minutes. Oh, but yeah. you guys are you guys That's are serious. Next time. No, fucking five minutes. Next time we're going to talk for two hours. But yeah, we, we are going to get you on it yeah. in depth. Because there's, there's a lot about, we see each other every day, but you're a fucking deep dude. You yeah, just, I would like to philosophize. Yeah, I would really people. like to like know some things that like I would never know. Sure. Yeah, so next time. Okay. All right, well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank Thanks, you for guys. putting on a hell of a performance. No, it, well, tu- it touched really me. It's not like I'm. I'm. I think you know a lot of people. It, it takes. It's hard to hear that, but it. I love the dog and everything so much, and it was really freaking emotional to sit there and like watch you sing those songs to me. And mm. you guys took me back. You guys took me back tonight. Everybody fucking took me back. But anyways, yeah, it was a very special night, and I'll remember this one for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. No All right, Dan. Thanks, thank guys. You. All right, thank you. Oh, God damn it. Uh, Darren Varell on the podcast. Darren Varell, Holy shit, where have you been? I've been trying so hard to be on this damn podcast, yeah, but you guys sure just you don't are. want me. You just don't want me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you can't I mean, do Zoom. You got to do it in person. Right. So here I am yeah, in the flesh. You know, ask me whatever you want. Why are you such an asshole? It's because it's uh, instilled in me to have hatred for my brother. I don't know. I don't ah, make those rules. Perfect. Did you call your mother today? Uh, I didn't, and I didn't even see her. Oh, we just shit. did this show, and I didn't even get to say hi to mom. Oh, God. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you bought a new camera. You're out on the road with the T's. Yeah. Snapping some photos. Yeah. Um, anything else we should know that you're doing weird uh, or any weird shit you're doing? Or? Yeah, totally. I mean, <laughs> the weirdest thing that I did this year is probably come to Chicago after three years of being in yeah. Los Angeles. I pick him up on the fucking plane and he's like, all right, take me right back now. I'm, I want to go back. It's cold here. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, anybody who moves out of the Midwest is yeah. like, why the fuck did I live there my whole life, yeah. you know? But I will say, then you start to miss it a lot. And I don't know what it is. It must just be that, uh, you know, I grew up here, you guys are here, having a show like this happen where you see all your friends and the people you love. And the worst part of tonight was you didn't have a time to, like, yeah, enough time to talk, really to, talk anyone. to anyone. And mm-hmm. then when you did, it was too loud. And yep. it's like, man, I feel like it's like a missed up opportunity because you, you just want to sit with someone that you haven't seen in a while it's yeah. a, i guess that's kind of like a sad thing about life you know you don't yeah. get enough time that's yeah. exactly why me and eric started this podcast to be honest is like let's hang out with our friends and talk and have it be where we're not at a, a bar we're not somewhere loud we're not you know we can just we hang can out. stay like, in an no alley joke, till yeah. four in the morning and yeah yeah and yeah well, I'm a big fan of the podcast. I've been listening, and what is, I guess, a good way to stay connected to people that you love is by listening to the creative work or looking at the creative right. work or whatever, music, podcasts, all these things that we do. You know, we stay connected through the art, and uh, that's why I don't feel like we really skipped a beat, even though I've been gone for three well, years. Well, right. That's what's great, like, so we could talk to each other, basically, and listen to each other every single day. What is going on with remainders? Is that going to still going to yeah. keep rocking or what? Remain as long as you know we're pretty honest with each other. The other day I had a call uh, with Pat, my co-host, and you should let like, our listeners know what yeah. that is. So remainders is my movie podcast that mm-hmm. I do with my buddy Patrick McIntyre. Uh, we used to work at a records or I'm sorry, a movie store called Suncoast Video, and literally it was the best job we ever had. And we we're like, 
well, you know, why don't we just do a podcast where we talk the same way we did when we were in the movie store? Because we miss that, you know? Like, when you find somebody you can, like you guys, you know, when you find uh, common ground with somebody, you love to just, like, rap about it. And then you go home and, uh, you know, do your normal things, but you can have this uh, nice life with somebody who gets you that way. And Pat gets me with movies, and vice versa. Uh, but the nice thing is, like, he always introduced me to new things, and I introduce him to new things. I'm a more of an older movie fan, and he likes shit like RoboCop, you know? So, but then he'll be like, but do you know, like, the bigger meaning behind those, you know? And so we have these great conversations. What is the bigger meaning behind RoboCop? Well, it's like, it has a lot to do with society. Gotta, did you talk you know? about that one on Remainders? Yes, that was our okay. 50th episode. Got, okay, I gotta. He's got a small penis. Robocop does? Yeah, that's the, actually, that's the deep part of it. Yeah, my, there is you it, go. Is it human or is it cybernetic? I don't know. I guess you don't really have to listen to the episode. <laughs> you just told it. I but, just uh, fucking ruined it. The remainders will keep on going as long as we both find it fun and we're both honest about it. Like, hey, if there's a moment where you don't think this is fun or it gets to be too much, right. like, let's not do it. And that's why it's like the purest thing that I do, kind of, because we're both pretty honest about it. Yeah. Uh, but we love it. So all of our fans probably want to know, like, what, where can they buy your artwork? Where can they buy your artwork? What's your website? DarrenVarell.com. And uh, literally, I don't know if I'm going to be having too much stuff to sell uh, this next year because I've had my own business for three years where, uh, you know, doing the uh, starving artist uh, thing. But now I'm feeling like I'm not so much of a starving artist because things have ha started to happen because of the work that I've done. And I feel like next year it's going to be more like come to the gallery, like you guys and, you know, doing your music and traveling around. It's really important for people to see it in person. Mm -hmm. uh, and I do like to obviously have stuff available to buy online, but I also want people to come and see it like out in the walls and see it for real. It's hard to like really, really like feel what something is. Uh, yeah. I know it sounds weird, but like, it, you know, like that's why vinyl's yeah, no. so cool right now. Right. People want to hold something. That's why know? I didn't want to talk to you on the podcast over a fucking oh, Zoom call. Oh, man, full circle. In person, dude. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, changes everything. It yeah. It's so much better. And Okay, well, you heard it here first, everyone listening. Uh, I'm the fool uh, because, you know. <laughs> How amazing is it that Dan Musa is sitting right behind it you? It is amazing. I yeah. mean, holy yep. shit. How it many is. years has that been? Uh... No, I mean, not, not too long, seen, yeah, yeah. but yeah, at the same time, Dan's someone that's very special to my heart, and uh, when I saw him, I was like, everybody, I, I, I just have this great connection, like, I still feel like no time has really passed, you know what I mean? We're still screaming at you, get back in you know, on stage with your fucking wireless, and Yazel beating your ass, <laughs> <laughs> unplugging your amp. Um, <clears throat> okay, cool, so what, what else, uh, tomorrow, what's the scoop, what, what's going on? So I'm working with the T's out here, uh, grateful to my friends who... Uh, grateful that, to you. Yeah, thank you very much. But, you know, that's the thing is, like, we kind of stick together with it, and I've been lucky enough to uh been invited to capture this uh, great hometown shows and, you know, celebrating an, a record that was super successful and then a brand new one. It's kind of an interesting thing, right? You know, like uh, a birth of something new, but also celebrating something... Uh, the, where you started and so to be a part of that is pretty special and, and you can tell everybody was you know feeling right. that in the crowd so I, again yeah i'm here working and uh i've been able to like buy a new camera to get better at my craft because my friends had like afforded me the ability to come out here and do this so i always look at it as like every job is sort of an opportunity to grow as an artist and so either way like if you guys pay me or not you know, I'm learning and I'm getting really 
better at being an artist, I think. And yeah. that's what, how we can help each Just other. Just keep I pushing think. your craft. Yeah. Pushing. You're yeah. pushing. I'm pushing it. Push it real good. I mean, I'm definitely pushing it doing this podcast because I guarantee Howells is out there being like, fuck. Oh, Aaron. fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we better cut it off. But um, so when, when the fuck do we get to see you again? Well, I'll be back December 16th uh, with you and you uh, mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. the um, TLB show. Uh, Christmas extravaganza with Lucky Boys Confusion and show off at the Concord Music Hall uh, here in beautiful, gonna be freezing cold Chicago. Right, exactly. And on, on a, a last note, how badass is fucking Nick? Nick AG is probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Uh, every time I've done things with you guys, the first person to really you know, greet me with open arms. It's always been him. We got along so well in 2018. I don't think I'd be lying saying that. And Nick's, you know, he, he's smiling back there because maybe he's like, yeah, I fucking don't really like you, you know. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, but I feel like he literally does. And we have a really kind of fun friendship. Um, and it, I don't see him enough. And it, But whenever I do see him, when we work together, it's, you guys, you know, for the listeners out there, the Plain White Tees have this um, amazing, and I'll just tell one story before I leave, have this amazing group around them that helps them to uh, put on these great shows that they do. Um, and I'm obviously lucky enough to be a part of it here as in the photography uh, side of things. But Nick is their guitar tech and a virtuoso of other things. And I, my girlfriend got to see you guys at when we were young, and I don't think I've told you this yet. But she had never. She was a fan of, and she is now. But she was a fan of you guys way back in the day, backdrop days and everything. Yep. And so she's seen it. She was on the street team, and we talk all the time about you guys and you know uh, your music and where you're at. And we listen to the new stuff. And the cool thing is, she got to see it when we were young, how things operate now, and all of the people involved in the production. And she was so excited, and it was like. She explained it like was seeing you guys for the first time because she got to see the side of you guys she's never seen all these years later that you guys have people that are working for you guys. You guys are helping, you know, support other artists doing their craft um, by what you guys do. And that's it was just beautiful to see it through her her eyes, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what to cut the bull? What time do I have to get you back to the airport? Because I'm not taking you back to the airport. I'm say, kidnapping your fucking ass. Uh, all right. I, I, I get may, the fuck I, out I of here. I may Uber and then just, you know, put on the Play White Tees. Yeah, all right. Don't da- worry about it. DarrenVarrell.com, everybody. DarrenVarrell.com. Yeah. Hey, uh, this is really a pleasure to be on it. I wish we had more time to talk. Yeah. Well, well Timothy know, Howells is going to kick your fucking ass if you don't get out of here. for sure. And I'm sure that's why Nick's here. Yeah, exactly. Get, get, get Darren the fuck out of here. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Hey, love you guys. Love Thanks you. for having me on the show. Peace. Peace. All right, we're back with Nick Agee, guitar tech extraordinaire for the Plain White Tees, and uh, also releases music under the name Flux Wave. It's amazing. You should check it out. Nick, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. What's up, dude? What's up? So tell us about uh, your life. My life. Uh, Where do you want to begin? You know, what's it like being on the road? (laughs) With the Plain White Tees. Well, we just did an awesome show in, uh, in Chicago, second show of the hometown takeover. Yeah. And the, shit, is it like the fourth Chicago show in a couple months? Yeah. It seems like we've been here like every couple Third, weeks. Yeah. Which we haven't played Chicago that much, you know, in a long ass time. So it's cool. How do you like yeah. Chicago, man? I love Chicago. 
since I started working with you guys, like that was the first time I actually ever went to Chicago. I'd never been out of California until right. I yeah, yeah. met you guys. No, no shit. Yeah, eight and a half years ago. Oh, cool. Now I've probably been to Chicago more than any other place. Yeah. Um, what's studio life? So you, you started off a little bit in the studio? Yeah, so about um, 10 years ago now, I, I moved down to LA, October of 2013, went to music school at the Musicians Institute for audio engineering okay and with goals of you know getting into the music industry and the recording industry in, in particular um and i i did the uh six month program there and i was pretty much ready to go after like three months i was like all right i i just want to do this you know but it it was kind of a nice stepping stone to to get down to la and and get some experience behind a console and it was really cool. The culture at that school was was really awesome because they there were students that were learning the audio engineering stuff. They were doing live sound. They were doing the independent artist programs, doing bass, you know, drums, vocals, guitar. Like everybody was just creative in yeah. one way or another. And so it was awesome because our projects would be okay. You have to find a singer and a guitar player and a drummer and like put together a band and like record a cover song and facilitate the whole thing from start to finish oh fuck yeah and i loved that because that was that kind of gave me an opportunity to network without having to like reach out to people sure you know on facebook or whatever and so i i really enjoyed my time at mi but i was also very much like ready to start making money and like doing it yeah. and so um so yeah i went to school there for uh, six months and then literally the week that i got out of school i got a job at a studio and um, what I basically did was I took a list of the top, you know, 100 studios in L.A. And I literally just went through it and marked off studios that I wanted to check out. And, and it was all like, you know, Conway and Capitol and United Recording and Oceanway, you know, yeah. like all these like big places. And, and one of them was Grandmaster Recorders. And um, I <laughs> that that one stuck out to me because of color and the shape. You know, Foo Fighters and oh, yeah. No Doubt, Jack Johnson, who I'm a huge fan of. He recorded his first record there, Ben Harper. A lot of classic recordings because the drum room was insane at that studio. And so looking at this list of studios, that one definitely stuck out to me. And so so I literally spent a couple days and had my resume in hand and like knocked on the door, you know, or rang the bell or whatever at, at a lot of these studios and never even was like letting the door. They basically just... You know, said just Let's leave your resume hey, right on the hey, on the steps up, there. Get just keep bringing the door, yeah. buddy. Hey, leave your resume and get the hell out of here. Kid. I mean, yeah, it was literally, and and I'm just like, you know, I'll do whatever you want. Just graduated, and I'm sure, like, I don't know. I, I felt like a lot of people were doing that at the time, but I was just like, do or it was totally do or die. Yeah, because I was out of school, running out of money like really fast at this point. So uh, I think it was like the fourth or fifth studio on on the list was Grandmaster Recorders, and I you know, ring the bell. Sure enough, um, Jimmy Mayweather, who was the studio manager at the time, um, <laughs> opens the door and says, well, why don't you come on in? And so I, it's the first person who I'd actually like talked to because everybody else, you know, didn't even open the door yeah. for me yeah. or whatever. And so I walk in and I'm, you know, kind of blown away because it was like a time warp. Like the studio looked exactly like it was 1970, you know, whatever. And um, so he sat me he showed me the studio and then sat me down and interviewed me on the spot and was like all right well you know we need somebody to kind of 
clean the studio and like be here and kind of be an intern and you know are you cool with doing that and like when can you start sort of thing and he hired me on the spot to basically just be an intern it Fucking was like amazing it was perfect yeah. it was like you know one of those like stories you hear about and it was yeah. exactly what i was expecting you know um, but it's it's the kind of thing that doesn't happen you know right very rarely does that yeah. happen you know yeah especially because so many studios were just like you know leave your resume and i was just like okay right. they're not gonna call me like right. they, but I, I felt like the fact that that I was like putting myself out there, I was like putting the energy out there. Yeah, you know, you're fucking manifested like, that shit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I I feel like so grateful because that that studio after like I, I was there for a couple of years until it had uh, shut down in 2017, unfortunately. But those were like some of the best years of my life. Like I got to work on um, records with Motorhead and uh portugal the man red hot chili peppers blues traveler sublime like 30 heads there was just a bunch of cool people that would come through there and um and i was really fortunate to to also spend that time you know getting to learn on vintage equipment because at mi everything you know we had like a neve an ssl an api but it was all perfectly working yeah brand new yeah you know and then it's not reality yeah and and it's funny because six months after working at grandmaster i feel like i learned way more than i did six months at mi you know because time is money and you know okay channel 17 isn't working in the neve okay we gotta swap it out you know it's like you like you didn't do that stuff at mi you had somebody who came over and like fixed something if there was a problem but But it was like I was removing modules and like you know, Real getting in there and rewiring on. the yeah. console and like just stuff that like I never even thought of before, and so so that was like a really cool experience to like, you know, kind of like learn and have like a hands-on experience in a vintage studio and with all vintage equipment. You right. know, we had like a Fairchild sitting there that was from the '60s and whatever. You know, it's like really like it was a special uh, special time and as kind of like. Like that moment kind of set up all the other opportunities for everything in my life. Like that's actually how I came to work for the Plain White Tees. Because somebody that I had worked with in the studio went on to work with them. And then he called me up asking if I could fill in for a couple shows. And then and you've been you know, slumming it with us ever since. Eight and a half years later. And Jesus. here we are. <clears throat> Damn. So uh, when's the new Flux Wave coming out? Flux wave. And why is um, there a dot in between flux and wave? I don't good know. Question. You, you know. Good question. It, why all caps? Is it all caps? No, it's. I think it's like it's all, all lowercase. All lowercase. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know. Do you have an issue with capital letters? So <laughs> no. It, it's just one of those things where like I didn't want it to be like Nick Ag. I didn't yeah. want it to be like my name. I wanted to use like some sort of alias where it just like didn't really matter like. I mean, you know, it's, what it, it was. It's cool. So when is the new I, Flux Wave coming out? So I, I have some demos. I have I have probably like, I don't know, 10 or 12 songs that i am like been working on. I just don't know if I'm going to release them as like an EP or as singles or both or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, the question um, is, is when he, when's he going to stop hoofing your shit and get down to work on his shit? I've been working on it. <laughs> <laughs> In between shows and stuff, yeah. like when I'm home. But... Um, well, we're excited for it. Yeah. Man, where where can you. people find Flux Wave? You can find Flux Wave on Spotify and Apple Music and whatever you listen to music on YouTube. And, and where can people find you 
in order to uh, poach you from the plain YTs and get you in a studio for three times what we pay you. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at NickAG13. That's A-G-E-E. Yeah. There you go. Well, dude, next time you're in town, we're going to catch up and we're going to talk about the new Flux Wave. Sounds good. Let's do it. And we're going to do a deep dive. Yeah, we're going to get into this shit. Yeah, I'm looking to probably put out like an EP by either the end of the year or the start of of next year, like maybe in the spring. I'm I'm feeling a five-song EP coming out in about January. Yeah, it sounds that, about right. That would be good. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I have the demos. I have like the the songs are there. I just need to like, you know, just kind of finalize a couple things. I'm but still waiting for my phone to ring for that feature. I know. You know? I there's a couple tracks that yeah, I would love to get your bass on. I always had like this thing like when I was working for them and tuning guitars and stuff. I was like, how cool would it be by like by night? You know, I basically do that, and if I could be like like a day band somewhere where I could just like play during the day, but obviously. You know, there just is no time to do that. Yeah. But it was like right. a dream. It's like, oh, cool, travel by night, do shows, it's, and like their day, you can, you know. It's funny on the road. There's so much time, but there really there is, is no, no time. time. Yeah, it's Good like sound checks over. Like, open up my laptop, and I'm like, oh shoot, show starts in an hour or something. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it's always like ends up being something like that. So, you should start a fucking podcast for in between. You should. That would you know, be cool. It's a little downtime. Yeah. Catch people that are coming through. What would it be called? Fucking flux wave. Flux dot pod. Yeah, flux. Flux dot flux pod. pod. I like that. <laughs> yeah. All right, Nick. Well, thank you so much. And next time you're here, we're fucking diving into this shit. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's man. do it. Yeah. Let's do it. You ready? Yeah. All right. We have Scott Darling with us from the Chicago Blackhawks and now stand-up comedian. Yeah, well, thanks. I just saw you guys play. That was awesome. Do we, do we blow you away? You're, yeah, you guys are my speed of music. I liked it a lot. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Yeah, One Love's been like, uh, we were a band like 20 years ago, and we just decided after Tom, he started this label called Humans Were Here, and he asked us to be on it and to like kind of like, we never really had the songs uh, we had them out, but they weren't really in like pure record form. So he asked, he said, "Hey, I would love to put out these songs. Would you guys go in the studio and record them?" So we did, and yeah. uh, pretty soon here, hopefully, we're thinking maybe spring, uh, early spring, we're going to release it. I still can't believe, like after twenty years, you guys are still like love hit each other that hard. Like, well, that also, you know, <laughs> but like play that hard, like with that energy and like your vocals. Like I played. 11 years of pro hockey, and I can hardly walk. Yes. And you guys are still out there just, like, ripping. I think it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I've been playing hockey, not like you, but, you know, my whole life, too. And I know how it – I'm like I said, I'm going to play on Thanksgiving, and I'm uh, I'm a little nervous. Yeah, if you need a coach, I can come out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> might need a little pep talk before I hit the ice. I'm a hype guy. Let's go. <laughs> if you need a massage, call somebody else. Right, yeah, yeah, sure. So tell us about all the stand-up stuff you're doing. Uh, yeah, I kind of fell into this like a year and a half ago, um, and obviously a slow start of a big learning curve of this new this new life uh, that I'm trying to do. I don't have expectations of becoming like a Netflix special, whatever, but I'm getting better. And I like I just headlined for the first time at 45 minutes, um, but I'm, I'm at like feature level. I would say like a 20 minute. That's my sweet spot. Um, but I just really enjoy it. Like, yeah. and now I'm. 
making money but like not it's like walking around like money um but it's just like earlier i was losing money like doing it but i just really loved doing it and like when uh at the charity event at the salt shed when plain white tees asked me to do it they thought i'd say like no I'm like, are you kidding me this is the coolest thing like ever <laughs> like my family's from here like from palatine and my mom comes here to see shows all the time i was like i was like emotional like i it, it was this was super cool for me yeah. Well, oh, yeah thanks for doing it for us yeah i couldn't i couldn't believe you said yes yeah <laughs> why I mean, I mean i don't know comics kill for stage time yeah it's all about like practicing and reps like even on nights i don't have shows i go to open mics and try new jokes and, like whatever but to do that with that amount of people like that was for me i'm gonna watch that video a million times <laughs> like awesome. I, I treat it like game tape like and i'm pretty sure i didn't mess up one joke which is that means I I'm happy with how it went. Yeah, so. it went good, and that's all it's about. I mean, you know, even when we make a few mistakes on stage or something like that, it's like don't dwell on them. You know, just move on to the next show. Yeah, my girlfriend hates me because if I stumble over one word, I just, I'm like I bombed. Yeah, I, I bombed, and because uh, I the one thing I, I have a joke about the dog biting my ear off. I say Gary has a get out of jail free card, and I always stumble over that sentence. So if I do mess that up, I'm like I bombed. It was terrible. She's like, <laughs> shut up. No one even noticed. Like, right. That's the thing is most people don't even notice. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just in the moment enjoying it. So, well, you have a career in it for sure. So, yeah, it's uh, it's getting it's getting there. Like, so I got some exciting shows coming up. I got five in Chicago with Ian Bag at the end of the month. Uh, one yep. in McHenry at the Vixen Theater on the 29th of November and Zany's Nashville the second and third. Like, so it's starting to really like work for me. Fantastic. Yeah. Where can we find you on socials? So on social, I only have Instagram. It's Scott Darling. It'll pop up. Goalie picture, dead giveaway. Um, but I have a link tree on there that has my dates. Or if someone wants to book me for something or anything, that's where you'd find my information. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. All right. Now I got one hockey question. Being on the ice from one hockey player to another, when the national anthem is sang in the beginning of a game and you're standing there, what does that feel like? Well, I mean, one of the like most emotional moments I've ever had in my life was when I, the United Center, my first game. Like, I've been a Hawks fan my entire life, and like during the anthem, it wasn't like me listening to the words. It's it's like the like what it is, and I just thought about I was on so many minor league teams for so many years. Started Louisiana, I think there's like 13 of them before I got to the NHL. Just thinking about every rink I've ever played, I'm like I'm gonna get emotional right now. Like thinking about. The road, I, the path that I took to get, and I'm at, playing for my favorite team where I grew up watching, you know, Ed Bell for play. I was a fan of Corey Crawford. I had to get over that when we were teammates. Like, <laughs> um, but that that moment, like, and I was like, Scott, don't cry, because I'm a big baby. But I'm, I'm like, they're gonna show you on TV. And I, I cried, yeah. and, and then I was like, okay, game time. Wipe your tears. Then oh. you can't see the puck. So uh, it, it's just something, man, because like, I love the Blackhawks, and I, I was just so lucky that that's the first team I signed with. Hell yeah, dude. Are you the, did I read this? Uh, you the first Illinois native Chicago Blackhawk to win Stanley Cup? I'm the only Chicago only? kid yeah. to win a championship with any team. Any team. Any Holy pro shit, sport dude. team that's fucking in huge. Chicago. So, yeah, <laughs> very, very fortunate. You know, uh it's amazing. Yeah, it was, uh, like I said, it was something. Uh, I wish I could have played there forever, but sure. I, I did too well, and they had to trade me because I couldn't afford my next contract. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make that money. That's um, right. But, uh, no, it was the best three years. The Blackhawks are, like, 
first class organization. Like I, I had such a great experience and it was something it was special just for my family too. Like, as we all love the Hawks and like, mm-hmm. like, you know, my mom and I had watched the 13 cup, like at our house, you know, and then they're on the bus with me and yeah. 15, you know what I mean? Like well, that's giving of me shit, chills yeah. just thinking about it right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like in the, you know, the 10, I was like training and I was like in college and then, you know, 13 just watched with my mom in her house. And then all of a sudden they're there with me. And for all the work that my parents put in, sacrificed my entire life because I've been a goalie since I was five playing since I was three and it, it all paid off. Yeah. So, well, I can say from one fan of a million, like honestly, the, where you guys took us was the most emotional roller coaster of all of our lives. I mean, I, I, we, I'm sure you were in the game, but I mean, outside the world was just on fire. We were all so in love with watching every moment of it, you know, and it was all those moments, all everything that you did your whole life up to those that like, you don't even understand what that did for us to get us. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I joke about it. Cause the only thing people remember about me is the Nashville series yeah. and like, but the reason why I was able, they say what is like luck, like preparation meets timing or something like that to get put in and do the job yeah. for the city, for the team and get through that series. And then eventually win the Stanley cup, like, Jonathan Taves, after one of the cops, like right away, he said, "Don't forget what you did for this team." Right. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was already crying. I like I cry all the time, and for good reasons. Because yeah, I mean the yeah. work that we put in and anything we do in life, you know that that final moment when you get to share that with all your teammates in the city of Chicago. Yeah, it, and, it's all worth it. It's all worth right, it. You right. showed up and you answered the bell for your team, for your city. Like, I mean, like you said, it gives me chills still to this day. Yeah. So. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We have to have you on again. Of course. I'd love yeah. to. We so can do ne- a long one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. There's so much to cover. Yeah. When is your, so when's the next show? Uh, what's the date today? It's Today's the 18th. I, I think, 18th of November. I think I have this week off because I have some stuff I have to do but in McHenry on the 29th and then Zany's Old Town. got five shows, the 30th, 31st, December 1st. That's the ones in Chicago. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure we kind of put a tag in there too. We'll look them up. All right. Well, thank you so much. All right, man. All right. All right. Keep shredding. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, that wraps up another awesome episode of To the Bottom Music Pod. It was a great one. We had a lot of great conversations with some great people. We really did. It was really great to see so many people come through the door over here today. And what a fucking incredible night. Yeah. This show was really special. Thank you for having us. Yeah. We really appreciate you guys asking us to be part of this night. I see Monahan out there screwing around, making faces at me. Yep. Yeah. As he does. All right.